Hello and welcome to Meet Our Makers. I am your host, Jeremy J. Fissette. On this episode, we get to meet Ana Maria Marinka. Ana Maria is a Romanian actress, probably best known for her role in the Palme d'Or winning Four Months, Three Weeks, and Two Days. She also won a BAFTA award for her first ever credited role in the British TV series, Sex Traffic. In this chat, we discuss several of her film roles and TV roles, which range from hyper-realism to deep sci-fi. We talk about what draws her to certain roles, as well as what drew her to the profession in the first place. We also touch upon what it was like for her growing up in Romania as well as what her life is like now, in the spring of 2020, living in London. I would also like to dedicate this episode to filmmaker Lynn Shelton, who quite tragically and suddenly and shockingly passed away on May 16th, 2020. Even though this episode was recorded in April, I would very much like to dedicate it in her honor She was a beautifully talented filmmaker, and I highly suggest you seek out her work. So thank you for listening, and please enjoy. Hi, Ana Maria. Hello. (laughs) Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good to hear you. I'm doing well. Yes, it's good to hear you too. Thank you so much for uh, joining me for this. My pleasure. So, um just going to start off kind of getting deeper into that first question. How have how has it been for you? Um, you're based in London right now, is that correct? Yeah, I've been based in London uh, <clears throat> since 2004, more or less. Oh, okay. 2005, I think. It's so long ago, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so how has it been uh, over there for, for you and others during this this weird time? Uh, it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough for everyone. Um, for artists for key workers for you know children for parents for grandparents everyone i think is is finding it really difficult um emotionally speaking of course there are people that go through through tragedies as we speak so it's it's very difficult to talk about you know we we're i think the fortunate ones that we can you know we can meet we can talk about it about what we feel um we can talk about what we do while we're in quarantine, uh, while others, yeah, are suffering uh, losses and right. um, are in hospitals or waiting to hear from the dear ones. You know, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, you can't. You can't possibly. You know, take a break from everything that's happening around and just uh, focus on uh, a hobby. Let's say. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it it is tough, and it's tough to get it out of your mind, even if it's not directly impacting you too too much. It, it's hard to stop thinking about those that it is directly impacting. Um, I keep getting saddest about when I hear stories of like, like they won't even allow people to visit their their family members because they can't enter the hospital, and it just it's so heartbreaking. Yes, it's it's uh, unimaginable. Uh, unimaginable. It is. That, um, only a few months ago, we um, our life looked completely different. Um, 
the unknown is what probably scares us the most and uh, the fact that we're we're stuck on every single level i think because we don't know what to feel we don't know what to do we don't that's the truth um <clears throat> yeah we don't have we don't really have the equipment for this emotionally yeah so and then we think you know back in history people were faced with this i mean we're not the only ones it's not the first time it it, it happened um you know with plagues and we've been we've been uh, cursed to 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 live through um moments of despair before um it's just it's different when we 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 know we we tell a story about it or we 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 we're looking at thrillers or reading books about um the most difficult moments in history you know it's uh it's very exciting isn't it it's a very <laughs> thing if it happens to you to you um and that goes off with war moments our existence we can't i think if if it doesn't touch us directly um i'm not sure that we can you know through imagination we can really understand it i'm not sure i don't know that's what we're trying anyway with art yeah our main tool is imagination so we're trying to to find meaning and of course i'm not (laughs) referring now to necessarily to entertainment but um art has this this uh, um hope you know to to find meaning to 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 write a narrative because we we i think we always had this need to order events in order to give them um meaning yeah and i'm curious what art will come out of this time too when when it's maybe ending or over you know the next year or the year after sort of what meditations will be made on this time and how this will kind of change how we create or what we create i'm I'm curious to see the results of that i think crisis has always been beneficial for um art or anything you know any any creative field um I'm not sure. Yeah, the, the the echo of it will be will be will hit us. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm most curious about. Yeah. Yeah, and will be put into words or images or music or um, that we can't know. Um, maybe it'll be five years. Maybe it'll be ten years. Maybe it'll be now. Maybe now people are you know sitting down and and um, thinking and writing about what they're going through and even keeping a journal now might might become something you know public <laughs> later on mm-hmm. in 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 god knows what form um yeah many people are very busy now to think what they're going through because they're they're yeah. saving others you know or fighting for their own lives yeah i mean that's that's sort of why i even um started this was just because like I realized that many people had time now, whether they wanted it or not, or whether they were going through a hard time or not. Um, and so I just kind of felt I was kicking this idea around for a while to talk with with artists, um, but now just felt like a really good time to just start it. Um, you know, I started a month or two ago just as a means of connection and just sort of trying to 
have that one-on-one talk with people that many of us aren't really afforded right now. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a very difficult task because it's, uh, um, it's, there are people with, <clears throat> I mean, in these times, you know, sometimes you think you have nothing else to lose and then, and then even uh, your thoughts become dangerous, you know, let alone what we mm-hmm. um, because we are very preoccupied in a, in a, in the era before the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. with political correctness and uh, the problem of gender and race and everything. And now um, it's it's interesting to see how the world will 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 change and the, the, its thought, you know, will change and what we're talking about now. If if what we're talking about our our subjects, you know, would be linked to. Uh, um, what we thought, you know, before. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think the discourse changed a little bit and, and this need for um, truth, basically, beyond race, beyond gender, beyond anything. <laughs> it's just being human. And that that's a, a good thing that happened because you're realizing, you know, that... that um, good or bad, poor or wealthy, you know, uh, we're all having to face this um, on an individual level, whether it's about solitude or um, sickness or love or every single person goes through its own drama, I think. And we can that, you know, um, physical sufferance with psychological sufferance, or it's not fair. You know, everyone, I think they have their own stories and, uh, yeah. So what have, uh, have you been doing anything to keep busy in this time of isolation? <laughs> uh, <laughs> besides, uh, tidying up and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have, I have a little garden and, uh, uh that kept me very busy, um, it just happened. It was spontaneous. I didn't plan, you know, I didn't make any plans, but I started um, buying seeds and planting. And now I have, um, um, well, I will probably in a few months, uh, uh, tomatoes and uh, potatoes. I'm not kidding. <laughs> All kinds of herbs <laughs> and chard and salad and onion and garlic. And uh, it's a very wow. garden, by the way. It's more like a terrace because let's not forget, I live, uh, <laughs> I live in a flat in London, you know, but I have a little... <laughs> and um and even my neighbor upstairs told me through the door <laughs> that you, you're making it I mean, you're doing a beautiful job with your garden i'm just laughing because it's uh it's uh it, it's it's you know it's such a small thing and <laughs> such a difficult time uh and takes so much time to 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 be there and tend to each plant and um and it made me very happy i think yeah, I think that's important right now, even if it seems like something that otherwise maybe some people would kind of uh, take for granted or overlook or think is sort of just a simple little thing. Those are the things that we're probably doing more than ever right now, just sort of tending to things, make, nurturing things, making sure we, we keep things alive. It's, I don't know, it's sort of almost symbolic in a way. <laughs> my my friend from, from New Jersey, she gave me um, um, a few bulbs um from her garden about four or five years ago i think which i brought in my suitcase to london and i planted them and since then i only had um, leaves 
coming up every year. But the leaves would grow, 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 would become yellow, and then they would die. And then next year, spring, they would <laughs> come up again and um, <laughs> they never flowered. So I thought maybe it's just, who knows, maybe it's onion, it's not a flower, you know. And this is the first time, it's the first time actually I was at home. I spent time at home because um, I'm always away with work and not really spending much time at home. And this time, um, I think being in the garden, uh, around the plants with the phone, not speaking necessarily to the plants because I don't, I don't want to admit this on a <laughs> podcast, but I am <laughs> sometimes, you know, and I spend a lot of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not maybe speaking, but thinking about them. And, um, and I think they, you know, um, they said this year, probably, um, we're going to flower and I have, uh, I'm, I'm waiting now for them to flower. Uh, okay. <laughs> they never ever uh, had flowers, those plants, um, those, those, yeah. Um, I'm not sure how to call them. I'm, I'm going to look them up to see how, because I don't know. I know what they're called um, in Romanian, but I don't actually know what they're called in English. Um, but my iPad is not responding. But anyway, I, I can do that while we're talking. I'm, I'm going to come back to this. Okay. <laughs> it's good you have a garden though with with actual uh, vegetables because you know once they grow and. Uh, Hopefully they grow in well and healthy, and you won't need to. You won't need to go to the the, the store to buy potatoes and. and I don't think I'm gonna. Uh, I bought I, I bought some artichoke um, um, seeds, and I planted them without actually checking how big the plants are, and uh, <laughs> then I checked online and realized that um, each of them is um, um, needs more more or less one big pot, and um, ten of them now coming. You know. And I'm not. Sure, I don't have enough place <laughs> pots in my on my terrace. Uh, so it's going to be. I'm going to probably uh, gift them to my friends. I'm going to ask who wants an artichoke soon enough, and uh, <laughs> that's it. Make room for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm going to bring everything inside. I have no idea. They need sun though. Um, my friends, it's going to be a jungle here soon because I've uh, planted more than I can. <laughs> now there's more, you know. I, still, I can still manage but later on. Let me see um, the flowers. This is becoming a very uh, interesting uh, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I don't know, wherever it goes is good with me. Um, so you said you moved to London around sort of the mid-2000s. Um, so is that, is that around when you started acting or was that before that? It was uh, before, uh, after. I started, oh, it was after, okay. Yeah, yeah, long after, longish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I started acting when I was 18. I uh, went to drama school, which is actually university in Romania, because <clears throat> it's four years. <clears throat> um, and it's part of the humanities, let's say, umbrella. Uh, mm-hmm. I study everything from the history of theatre to philosophy, aesthetics, um, and one of my teachers was my father. I don't know if you mm, knew about it or <laughs> I no. a few, in a few interviews that I want, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm not sure if it's usual, unusual for people to be trained by their parents, but I, uh, I grew up being trained by, by my parents because I, I used to study violin. I used to be a violinist. And um, in the beginning I was trained by my mother. Um, my mother is a violinist and I uh, 
started with music, music and then um, in my um, teenage years, I, I, I decided to become an actress and I uh, became my father's student during university. I mean, he, he was uh, teaching me in school. <laughs> along hmm. with, yeah. Was that strange for you to have your father as your professor, essentially? Um, I think I have a very healthy relationship with my father. So <clears throat> for me, it wasn't. He was very tough on me as well. Uh, oh, okay. It was very beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we would have a lot of conversations at home. And uh, um, yeah, I learned a lot about, about this profession from him, from his experience. And uh, I'm a second generation. It's, uh, it makes a difference always. Yeah has been through all your um questions and uh, problems you know uh and to to sometimes he would answer them before they were asked you know so i discovered my flowers uh, that wooden flower for 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 five years are they irises of course i knew oh are you irises i've got irises from uh, new oh, irises are beautiful yeah and that this is the first year they're going to bloom for me. So, uh, oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be a nice timing for them to finally decide to bloom. <laughs> Coronavirus, yeah. I've got irises blooming in my garden. It's, it's very strange. And everything, actually, it's growing. Probably the air is cleaner. And uh, yeah, but people have been talking about the impact of this um, illness on the environment and uh, on our lives. Going back to, to I don't want to. <laughs> that, no, it's uh, fine. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I'm not only just to, to go back to, to, to what I'm doing in my free time because I don't want you to believe that all I'm doing is gardening. I'm also um, <laughs> doing a bit of school on the internet with my nephews. I've got a um, six year old nephew and a 10 year old uh, at home uh, with my parents in Romania. Um, their parents, their parents, my brother and his wife are, uh, doctors. So they're very busy and, uh, we all decided to, um, isolate in different places. So the two of them remained in their house and, um, my two nephews are with my parents and I decided to stay in London just to be sure that, you know, we protect one another. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm doing loads with them. <laughs> online learning a bit of english a bit of french um romanian also um we're doing um all kind of physical <laughs> training and exercises on the internet wow. then we're just playing the same you know videos in the same time and we're just uh, doing it together and i'm kind of oh, okay. them, yeah because they're stuck they're stuck in a flat so it's sorry Someone is uh, ringing. I think it's an Amazon. See the, the <laughs> place of being uh, live on this <laughs> live coming, and I'm gonna, you know, to make this funnier. Let me. Thank you. Is it flat four? Thank you very much. Thanks. Hello, Maria. Thanks. Have a good day. Um, speaking of essential workers <laughs> yeah yeah I'm very careful yeah I'm, 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 I'm trying to 
mm-hmm. say a few words every time just because I we all need the human touch. It's for me as well as for them. <laughs> oh, sure, totally. <laughs> so just to know someone is behind the door and, you know, I always ask if they're okay and, you know, have a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. We've become much more fl- friendlier with our neighbours, with, uh, you know, the key workers, with everyone that's passing on. No, the- I've noticed that too. We were saying hello to a total stranger, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we're we're, we're com- you know complicit in, in all this madness around us. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm doing pasta at home amongst other things. Um, so I think that was my pasta machine, seriously, from Italy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that'll be fun. <laughs> and going back to to. Um, my job our job <laughs> because we're straight a lot you know i um yeah i'm, I'm also trying to think of uh, what's gonna happen next and in terms of my profession in terms of the stories we we want we need to tell um i'm penciling um, a draft not a draft but a, a synopsis of a <clears throat> of a tv project that I'm, uh, I'm thinking of. And um, I started doing this before the pandemic, actually. It's very strange because it had elements of a, um, a world in which um, civilization is, is clashing with a, a much more natural world. Mm. And um, it's, it's always... Um, amazing how how we somehow feel what's going to happen or we're imagining um, a possible world that's coming into existence when we least expected it to you know yeah I've, I've, a few of the um different artists I've, I've talked to so far for this show have actually mentioned the same thing that work they've done in the past before any of this started now seems to have this sort of eerie reflection on what's going on now and it is sort of a weird phenomenon that seems to happen quite often with with art it's like this predictive nature yes i believe that too i think yeah artists they they sense time and space and they have time maybe to do this more than others um Mm. and we definitely have more time to think about what's happening around us and to analyze because that has to do with our job and we i think we spend much more time um alone than other people uh you i mean in 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 the past (laughs) i'm not gonna say (laughs) no i know (laughs) but normal times (laughs) me yeah but uh in the past when I'm, i'm i'm speaking about my experience i don't know about others but um I certainly was spending much more time uh, by myself than than other people because of the again the nature of my job the 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 way I had to prepare um, while filming many time many many times I was I was um, um, in a completely foreign place uh, mm-hmm. and you know with with twelve hours <laughs> um, filming days and. Uh, a little time to socialize or to uh, uh, watch other people's movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, 
and with a lot of time to think and to go the, the more difficult part is that the, 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 the more time you need to think about it and to, to kind of build the character and uh, try to to understand what that character is, is going through yeah so this um, this television project that you have been working on with the creation of it is it also something you would act in or is it just a, um, a writing thing for you I never think it's strange because I never when I when I'm working on something or um, I had a few projects before they they didn't come to fruition necessarily but um, exchanging ideas with people and, um, it's funny because I never when an idea came to me um, um, I was never in it. I never thought mm. about <laughs> in it. Uh, it never, it literally crossed my mind. Uh, I remember saying, telling my father about the subject I was thinking about, and uh, it was um, at the center of it uh, was a reporter. And uh, my father asked me, "Who's gonna play the reporter?" And I didn't think uh, it was a man. Um, it never crossed my mind that it could be me. It could be, could have, <laughs> and it could have been played by me. Uh, and I burst into laughter because I, it's, it's strange how you think. I, I don't, I think even being an actress, I never, um, it's, it's easy to say this when you've done, you know, main part and, but it's, it, it's, I'm, I'm trying to be honest with myself, <laughs> you know, it's not for the sake of having a dialogue or with someone else or, or uh, depicting a, a, a reasonable, you know, <laughs> uh, but, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it had to do more with the story than with uh, my ego always. And probably that's uh, one of the secrets. <laughs> um, mm. Uh, even you know the actor doesn't know about when when things happen um it's probably for the lack of you know this interest for the ego i um i think at the beginning you probably are interesting in what you're feeling and the way you look and everything when you're a teenager i think it, it, it has to do with your um with your growing up and uh, finding your identity and everything um but i learned very <laughs> Uh, fast that, that you know I have to forget myself in order to be able to do this so um yeah it, it didn't really have to do with with uh, my abilities and my talent and I, I don't think of this this profession in these terms at all so mm -hmm. it was probably natural for me not to cast myself in none of the stories you know um yeah but th this th in this one I, I'm trying to think now that you've asked me not for if not for now uh, um yeah i could be part of it and probably because of uh, because um, we don't know how long we're going to be jobless <laughs> after you know yeah we'll have to <laughs> cast myself in case yeah. we'll pick this up you know um but it'll be because of financial issues <laughs> of, <laughs> of, uh, you know uh, other 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 you know, ambitions um but for now, I think the 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 main character was also a man. Let's see, there there are women that write for men, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he could at, at some point uh, meet a woman, but it would certainly not be a romantic story. Mm -hmm. uh, so the other the other person, the other main character, would probably he could probably be a woman. <laughs> But not necessarily, yeah. 
Um, well, we'll see if logistics end up making you cast yourself. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 again, in this in this uh, 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 climate, <laughs> it is possible that I will have to cast <laughs> in case we will ever get there. Uh, but it's 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 good to be to be creative at home, and even if it doesn't, you know, um, for me, the fun art is less important. Uh, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, it, it came. It, it, this story came because a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, who um, produced one of my first projects, um, asked me to to think of a story um, that could happen in both UK and Romania. Mm. Um, and um, I said, I don't know. <laughs> it's you know, this is a different, very different profession. Being a writer, or even coming up with ideas and but I the truth is that I you know an actor does write a lot and we're very creative and we we are playing a part and sometimes we are rewriting some of the dialogues and uh, we're very collaborative most of us I think Um, Mm -hmm. so you can't just you know when when someone it's a challenge and um, I'm up for it (laughs) and without uh, you know I didn't uh, without you know chasing a, a specific idea I started thinking about you know this possibility and especially you know with, with the project being uh, shot between UK and Romania of course it's it's uh, for me it would be amazing to, to be able to mm-hmm. to be part of something um, like that um, and I haven't I haven't filmed in Romania for a long long time um, and it just uh, came to me, you know, when you, it was, it was, it stayed with me, this idea for, for a while. And then, um, um, yeah, it might, who knows, who knows what it might, it might uh, go, but it didn't come from me. That's for sure. I, I wouldn't have the, the guts to go to someone's like, ah, listen, I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's for me, it's easier when people trust me and uh, they ask for my opinion, I think to, to, to make a little step towards that kind of, mm-hmm. Then um, it, and it's not about a comfort zone. It's more about, um, I think, shyness. I know it's it's a paradox because I'm an actress, but it's it's really <laughs> it's a it's it's uh, it's difficult to 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 make a first step for me, at least. No, I can sympathize with that, and I think a lot of actors have. Um a certain shyness with, with certain things. I think it's sort of a myth that actors are naturally super, super outgoing and not shy at all and want all the spotlight all the time. That's, I think that's sort of just. I think most of us uh, want to hide most of the time. Yeah. Mm, That's sort of, you know, disappear into a character sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, for me, that was the reason I think most, I was thinking, why did I choose this? Of course, I had my father, but I grew up as a violinist and I was prepared to become a, a violinist. And suddenly, and my father never encouraged me actually to become an actress while I was growing up because, um, as always, you know, actors' children are asked to be in productions when there's a child on stage and they're the first um, children, I think, um, directors go to, you know, when they're mm-hmm. for, an act, for, 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 a, for a child actor. And my father never ever encouraged us to to um, to, to do this. Even if he was asked, um, he would never, you know, uh, bring it home. He would never bring his his uh, profession home. Uh, very interesting. 
I do a lot. <laughs> uh, now looking back, it's incredible how uh, how modest and how discreet um, parents are, you know, because I mm-hmm. growing up that it was all about us, about <laughs> us, me and my brother. I never, I never knew that they have had a job, you know, and they were very good at actually both of them. Um, it's it's incredible. Um, yeah, when you grow up and discover that your parents were people that are not just your parents, yeah, essentially. they were creative and that they had to come up with solutions. You know, when they went to work and um, they had to give one hundred percent there, and yeah, they never made us feel this and now i'm thinking of the parents that are home with their children and they have to uh, be careful you know around their children and to 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 in the way they behave the way they express their feelings that it's very difficult i think to be to be poised you know all the time and to 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 make things all right for others for everyone else yeah while you have to to think and and uh, try to understand what's going on um, outside yeah so i want to go through a couple of your projects just talk a little bit about them um the first film i saw you in and i don't know because you've been in some pretty large um large-scale films in the past few years but the first time I saw you in years ago was four months, three weeks, and two days, um, which came out, I think, in 07, I want to say, um, which was right around the time when I was personally starting to get really invested in in film and cinema. Um, and I was, pro- I was probably a little too young for it when I first saw it, but I loved it. And that's still one of my favorite movies. Um, so I just wanted to, and I know that's one of your earliest credits as well. So I just wanted to kind of know how that project came about, how you got that role and, and what the filming was like for that role. Um, I was already living in London. I um, I had done Sex Traffic by um, David Yates and produced by um, uh, Derek Wax, um, written by Abby Morgan. Um and I, well, my debut on screen was with Sex Traffic and um, life brought me to London because of that. Uh, and I think I, I was filming, I, I had been filming another episode of a series and that was probably my third time on screen, I think, in front of a camera. I think... Mm. Uh, it's it's a long time ago, and um, I'm afraid I'm not sure about what project <laughs> you would like to talk about. But um, um, it's difficult to go back, you know, and um, because you 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 live with every project, and you try to forget about the others because we we couldn't yeah. really live with all that. So you know, um, wait, shoulders. <laughs> uh, but I, I I remember when when Christiane called me. I didn't, uh, we didn't really know each other. I think we had met once before and he asked me to read the script and um, then we, um, I think we had Skype already back then. Hmm. I think we had a meeting on Skype maybe, maybe, maybe I'm inventing, but maybe (laughs) it was on Skype. I think it was a video link, I think. Um, 
And um, I flew to Bucharest in a few days. I think in a week's time I was in Bucharest and uh, we were reading, we were, we were reading um, scenes with different actors. We were trying, we were trying things out. Uh, we went to the, um, the hotel, I remember, where we ended up filming it. And we read some scenes in a room, so in, in, in a set, basically, in what was to become mm-hmm. a set. Um, that's when I, I met uh, Vlad Ivanov for the first time. And uh, I just um, spoke to him this morning. And we're just <laughs> remembering things and the strange house all throughout these, these years. You know, we remain best friends and uh, um, we live in different countries, you know. We, we meet sometimes. Uh, we spend a summer in Budapest together because we was filming two years ago. We were filming on a film. I was doing uh, an American TV series there. And uh, we ended up spending the whole summer in the same city. So it was brilliant, you know, because all the time we would, you know, spend together. Um, and it, it was the beginning of, of, of amazing friendships for me. Um, was it um, Was it a... Uh, I know you said that it's a little hard to remember or, or to go back, but was it sort of a tense set or did you guys try to sort of keep it light when you weren't rolling because the film was so intense? Um, it was one of the happiest sets I've been on. <laughs> um, I think that's great though. That I feel like that must, that that's important when you're, I think when you're shooting something that intense. I have very fond memories of, of every single moment we spent together. We were incredibly tight. Uh, we're all young and um we didn't we didn't know what with with what this film was going to become mm. a million years we had no idea um was that christian's first film no it was he had done um well obviously he had done films short films in school uh, oh, okay while he was in film school but he um he he had been in Cannes. Uh, in the fortnight in Cannes with um, um, in French it was um, Occident I'm not sure mm. in English um, I don't want to I don't want to say a type of, it doesn't I'm not sure how it was translated in Romanian it's Occident so it's the West basically yeah it's probably just Occident which it, is the same in English okay yeah yeah um so he had been um in can already with his first film uh, which was okay. a very um dark comedy it was very funny but very dark it was depicting what was happening back then in romania and um with a lot of romanians dreaming about the west and wanting to um emigrate and um, trying to make a better life for themselves and um, um, this illusion of, of leaving and uh, of a new life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was mine as well, <laughs> this illusion, because I, <laughs> you know, leaving my country because of work. But I'm, I, I, I'm half kidding sometimes when I say I'm an economical migrant because, um, you know, that's part of the story probably. It happened... Mm-hmm without me knowing because work came and I had to, it was a logistic move, you know, for me coming to this country uh, because I had, my projects were here. Um, so I had to, to be here, but um, it was, yeah, it was, it was, 
linked to, to economics, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Was it strange to film? I don't know. I'm not sure if you've done it more than on the four months film, but was it strange to film something that was based in and steeped so heavily in that era of Romania's history, but being but being shot in the present day? No, because I I have um, I, I remember very well what was going on. But mm-hmm. um, I was only eleven when. Um, uh, the Berlin Wall came down, but I have very strong memories from my uh, childhood, uh, as we all do, I suppose. Um, I remember better what happened uh, 30 years ago than what happened, <laughs> well, certainly yesterday, because my days are not very different. <laughs> no, it's but, true. <laughs> uh, but it was it was so different life back then, and everything was so important um from from our meals to the way we dressed and uh, the difficulty to put you know uh food on our tables to i remember my mother um um a violinist making uh, our our winter clothes were were knitted by her i'm not sure when she managed to be a mother and a violinist and to knit uh, um these cosmonauts uh, <laughs> cosmonauts mm you know for children um and i remember uh, he she, she made for my father she made a jacket a winter jacket i remember it really well um so everything was done by hand everything was important everything was a an event you know mm-hmm. uh from scarves to uh, to again to food to uh, we would queue for hours to to um to buy butter or milk or oranges um a bit like i mean when i see queues today because in london i see queues outside Mm -hmm. um it reminds me of those times and i uh, i remember uh, when when the weren't full um and those those um uh, um colleges you know and those corridors and uh, the lights um the poverty it's all part of my life and i'm 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 very fond of it from you know of the history of the of romanians and um mm-hmm. of my parents lives and now that i'm you know i'm older i i i'm their age when this all happened um so we're going through a pandemic um, um when when they were my age they were going through a revolution and mm-hmm. all life were, was was just completely changed um and i re- i realized how young they were then i thought they were yeah grown ups they they you know they understood everything and i realized that you don't have all the answers and i you you you're lost and um um you're desperately trying to 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 connect and uh, you know seek in others what we you can't find in yourself and and how much you need the other and how much you need the children as well uh, maybe more than they need you you know because uh, what my my nephews don't know is that I probably 
you know, uh, for me, it's more important to see them <laughs> than for them to see me um, because they're, they're the future. They're, there's hope, they're, they're laughter. Everything they represent, you know, gives me hope for tomorrow because otherwise I'm not sure how I would deal with all this um, situation. Um, so going back to, to, to 89, no, it was, it was always part of, of me growing up and uh, of everything I've done on stage. I think these are the bricks that, that, that made us, you know, that lack, that scarcity, um, those feelings, um, the way we would relate to, to religion, to art, everything was a form of resistance. And in a way, it's, it's, um, I think we, we, we will draw from today the same spirit and our stories be more important and uh, we will maybe focus on, on, on the things that, that matter uh, more in the future. Um, it goes with crisis and, and we'll, we'll never forget the, these days and nights um, as I, I can never forget what happened um, in, you know, during communism communism and and um during the revolution and um as i'm sure people who go through you know who who um, lived in syria and um are still living in syria and, and the most most um um turmoil you know um places in the world are very aware of every moment of their lives yeah that hyper awareness that you don't really maybe even get otherwise yeah i think we were before this um we all have a sense that we were sleepwalking through lives and suddenly um, we say we realize what's important i hope we won't forget the next minute you know when when things um change for the better as we all hope i mm -hmm. This will not sink into oblivion. Uh, both of these extremes are part of the human nature. The need to forget is all also part of who we are. You know, in order to to go past pain and death and everything, we need we need to we need um, uh, to be oblivious sometimes. Um, yeah. But we also, in, in order to to to, to um, heal, we need to remember. So we're, we're, we're at our core, I think there's paradox. And I think we will go from extreme to extreme or well, some of us will want to forget everything. Whereas some of us will, will just be stuck in, in the past and trying to relive every moment and, you know, to, to understand, um, I think we tried to with with four months, three weeks, and two days. Um, it was just one of the films that um, started the new wave in Romania. Need years and years after the revolution, after uh, those forty years of communism, it was um, it was. The, 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 we were children back then, but as adults, we were trying to to remember and to understand. And, right. Uh, so it's like going back and and trying to kind of look back at that puzzle that maybe you were too young to fully solve before. Yes. 
and and also the the instinct that these were very very important stories to be told and they never saw the light for some reason or another of course it was nobody could talk about abortion back in the 80s or um but there are many many stories that resurfaced years after um and um because of their humanity um they were still very well understood and traveling back then i remember uh mexico poland india um either because of religion or ideology or politics these stories i mean our story uh, had an incredible echo we 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 before that i didn't understand uh, um the impact that choice had on women in 2007 i thought i i was hoping actually that it was a thing of the past uh before talking to people face to face i didn't i didn't realize the extent of of um what women were were living in the present times and are still living in the present times well we look at ireland we look at people that are still asking the same questions uh, incredible yeah it is a little it is a little eerie to see the the echo of something that takes place in the 80s and then is released 20 years later to see that echo is is it's still here it's there it is still echoing and all around america i mean totally portion it's 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 incredible uh but we 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 our subject matters i don't think they will change a lot i'm thinking obviously as everybody else about what our stories would look like um but i'm going back i find myself going back to um read camus uh, la peste um uh, the the greeks you know um it's it's incredible how little we've changed uh, yeah it's true that, what, what this this need for us to find answers um and i think all crises again i'm going back to the same idea that all crises can only um engender big questions and uh, for us it, back then it was probably the revolution and what what happened before um because all the silence that surrounded us for years and years um and i i i i i hope there will be a re i don't know i can't say rebirth but certainly of the independent film because mm-hmm. of um, because of the impossibility of having big sets now and uh, lots of people in the same place and uh, um i think we will the accent will be probably on ideas what else i don't know i'm just it's just uh, you know i'm here in my room in london thinking out aloud uh but maybe we'll be constricted you know by the environment we live in to to go back to very simple stories yeah uh based on ideas and on 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 um human experiences more than on on um, you know um action or illusion or especially facts or um 
we won't be able to to, to impress through through uh, um, technique. You know mm-hmm. uh, what happens when you have two people and the camera. You know. Yeah. Uh, Which is sort of the, the the vibe that four months gives off too, and I'm wondering if, yeah, if there will be more of a um, maybe a need to strip things back and get back to that sort of elemental human experience sort of storytelling. And people will have stories with um, just a few characters because um, things are happening. Um, in- mm-hmm. Uh, just between four walls and um, either if it's about an idea or a thought or or it's about a family, you know, interacting or um, I think they, they yes, there, there, there will be um, a lot of stories coming out of this. And um, people who, who had, hadn't had maybe, um, a chance to express themselves um, will be recognized, I hope. Yeah, me too. So to move from the realism in, in the past, you've also um, been to space a couple times. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, a couple times. So <laughs> you were in the film Europa Report, and then you were also in the series, um, the Nat Geo series Mars. So what, what appeals to you about sort of those, those larger science fiction type stories? Because they're so different in a lot of ways from the more grounded and maybe present day or past tense um, realist stories. So like what, what brings you to something like that? Well, I, I wish I could tell you that I, it was a choice. <laughs> it wasn't because I'm, you know, an actor doesn't always choose. Sometimes mm-hmm. projects come to us. Most of the times, actually, not sometimes, most of the times. So um, I think my first sci-fi project was Europa Report. Um, and I remember um, memorizing the, the monologue of Rose at Dusk. I remember the name. It's incredible. It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember very well where I was and how I filmed myself and the books I put because I didn't have a, a tripod and I stacked books you know, to put my camera. Um, with, uh, I'm not sure I, I did. I did have maybe a, I'm not sure actually I had a smartphone back then. That's how long ago it was. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh I remember memorizing yeah, the words in, in the afternoon because it was a very fast process for some reason. Everything is urgent, always. But they're more urgent than other things, I think. And um, I just read the text twice and I just put myself on tape, on camera, and I, I sent it. I think I did have a computer, obviously. Um, but, um, yeah, smartphones was, were just starting to be popular um, and affordable as well. Um, and so I stumbled on, on, on this. I had a, you know, I, my, my, one of my biggest loves, why not say everything now <laughs> that we started, <laughs> you know, talking about the past and the future. Um, um, it's Tarkovsky. Um, hmm. is, um, I, I, I can't escape, you know, th- this, um, this, this, um, universe that he opened 
up years and years away ago uh, for me. And um, I always go back to 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 this um, creator and the worlds that he opened up. And of course, Solaris is um, is one of the, the the gates I had, and and Stalker, of course, because that's based on mm-hmm. a sci-fi. Um, and uh, growing up with Asimov and reading Dune, of course, Frank's famous novel that's actually uh, going to see um, more, but hopefully going to see it on screens. Yeah. Uh, Denis Villeneuve, yeah. Uh, so it was, yeah, it, my, during my young years, I was, I was, it was a world that I wanted to discover. And then with Tarkovsky, it it just um, it became a, a, a bit more nuanced, you know, my search for for this kind of stories. Um, and then one day, you know, I was um, I was doing very realistic, um, small indie projects, um, and um, Europa Report came, um, and I, w- I was surprised that you know I didn't see myself as a as an astronaut necessarily <laughs> um and i had the the chance to uh, obviously to meet sebastian cordero but i, I worked with amazing people on this project uh, Mikhail Nick, mm-hmm. i had the chance to to meet him um i i um i we filmed in new york um which was very unusual you know we were we were in a studio most of the time um, and they're very, again, they're very vivid memories about my time spent on on uh, on a gimbal because the whole set was on a gimbal. Uh, it was moving mm. and shaking, and uh, um, I can see Enrique Kediak, our famous and amazing DOP, being floating in the air, you know, um, uh, being tied with ropes. You know, oh, man. <laughs> it was, I mean, the, the solutions we had for zero gravity, they were amazing. Um, um, I, I, I adored being, being on that set and uh, imagining that, that story, you know. Mm-hmm. So sci-fi was something that you were interested in and then you just kind of... I was interested... You got, as, to, do, as, you, as, you got to do it. As a kid and then as, as someone... Um, who loves cinema through, through Tarkovsky's films that are very unlike, <laughs> you know, um, what we yeah. think of sci-fi actually. Um, and then um, I did Europa Report, and then I I, uh, I was asked to to, to be part of um, uh, Nat Geo's uh, cast for for Mars. Um, it was it was being part of of the cast of Mars was. For me, it was was an encounter with with other you know um, people I was fond of before. Mm-hmm. Um, I had met with the director of the series of the first series uh, for a project that never saw the light, uh, but we knew each other from before. Um, so I was I was very pleased when when he remembered me from 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 that project and invited me to audition. And um, it was a very different project. Again, we, we were supposed to work on um, four years before, 
but then um, we met on on a set of a sci-fi set, which which for both of us was 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 a for me a second, but for, for him I think it was a first. Hmm. Um, we were just attracted. Um, it's it's the story you want to tell. That's all. Yeah. And it is about isolation. It is about solitude. Um, it is about uh, being in a crammed in a very small space with other people. Um, these all these sci-fi stories that I I was part of um, probably made me plant things in my garden, <laughs> plant the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think somewhere my friends are laughing of me because they call me you know the Martian because I I started planting things and and uh, they're laughing. Well, you know they know I'm going to be in the garden. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to them uh, on the phone, and uh, I show them my my progress every day. And we all <laughs> going back to this beautiful film, you know, Martian and the Martian. And uh, of course, there's based on a, on a very good book. Um, and uh, yeah, my experience uh, being an astronaut and uh, a survivalist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You you learn from 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 fiction a lot. Oh yeah, totally. How to deal with with isolation? I think I learned without knowing a lot from 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 filming on on both on Europa Report and Mars uh, because it's it's at the core of of um, um, playing like children. That's how you learn about. Mm-hmm. It. We imagined these worlds as actors and. Um, um, I'm, I found myself being able to, 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 to think of, of a situation I've, uh, I've been in, in a film, you know, and, and compare them to what I'm living now. And it's mm-hmm. very useful, actually. So the uh, two more projects I just want to try to touch on um, that, I've, that I was interested in, in, in general, but also in you are being in them. Um, first, the, the Nico film. Nico, 1988. Um, were you? I don't want to say were you aware of Nico, but were you a fan of Nico's before you before this film happened? I wish I was because I became. <laughs> you became a fan. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, her as a poet, um, I I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't know. I I, I um. I knew I was a fan of Velvet, Velvet Underground. Um, but uh, I didn't really know know about her tragic story. No. Yeah, and it, it's am, am I right in remembering that it's it's set far towards the end of her life? Yes, it's her yes. last year of her life, basically. It's a story okay. of yeah, the last year of her life. Um, and when I read the script, I of course you you go on, you know, you you start your research immediately. Uh, and I discovered an, uh, this amazing artist and, and um, this heartbreaking story. Uh, and that's, again, one of the wonders of um, our profession. And we always, there is always someone to discover, something to learn. I was, uh, yeah, it's a humbling story. It's a story of uh, loss and, and then reinventing oneself. So, so that human side is is really what drew you to it because you you weren't even fully aware of her before as an artist. Yes, and and the, and the poetry, or not only of, of her story, but of her work and and the way mm. 
she uh, saw the world is incredibly interesting. Her life, um, it's also very painful and um, dramatic. It, it, it draws you, this, this character, this, this um, life story draws you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I'm actually I'm actually surprised it took until a couple of years ago for that story to be told uh, through film. It seems like something that is so rife for cinema that I'm I, I just would have thought it would have happened earlier. Yeah, were you aware of of her story before seeing the movie? Of the I was aware of her work. I didn't know the details of her story. Yes, I don't. I don't think. I think it's it was quite an obscure story. Um. Hmm. That's also probably the reason of of uh, the film's success. Um, people didn't know. People I saw, I met in Venice and you know in other parts of the world where I, I, I was. Um, they they weren't very familiar with the story and with this with this um, uh, wonderful artist. Well, I think that also sort of speaks to that phenomenon that often happens with artists, especially well-known actors or musicians is, is people will sort of fawn to their fawn over their work or kind of cling to their work, but then over time sort of neglect the person underneath the work. So I do think people weren't that aware of her story and it, it is sort of maybe a semi-conscious thing that we've, we've done as a, as a, as an audience, you know, we kind of ignore some people's stories for some reason. Yeah, but later on we rediscover. We we in the same time I think we're very keen on finding out um, what was behind the stories they told or the poetry mm -hmm. they told, the music they wrote. Um, from time to time, this surge of biography or biographical movies or you know biopics um, um, or or books that are written about uh, the private lives of uh, people that we we. We know publicly very well, but um, all these stories make us come closer to them. Mm -hmm. And, and um, there are mirrors of our um, flaws and questions again and um, incapacity of adapting um loneliness again <laughs> uh, mm. it's it's um it's human tenderness mm -hmm. recognizing the humanity and 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 the 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 failure right it's very important to, to recognize that i don't i'm someone in success and um the the, the idea we have about uh, making it, and uh, I, 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 I refuse to 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 live in a world uh, filled with influencers and uh, celebrities and uh, people who make it. You know. Mm -hmm. Do you sort of resist that idea of of making it for yourself? I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm the all, all the stories I've told are about failing. So <laughs> <laughs> ever to to tell a story about success because I think I find them very boring. I'm mm -hmm. so blunt, but I'm. It's just not um, something that should interest anyone. I think. Yeah.
So the last project I want to touch on um, before we go is, I think maybe the most recent filmed thing you've done, or at least that um, I'm aware of, is the Canadian series Tin Star. Um, so I had not heard of this show before. Um, I don't know a lot about Canadian television, even though I know there are a lot of good shows happening right now. But luckily, Amazon has brought it to us. Um, so I started watching it a couple days ago, and it I haven't even gotten to the second series yet, but I'm so curious what um, the road was to this show, because I know it's, it's a, is it a co-production between the UK and yeah. Canada? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I know it has, um, oh God, I can't think of his name. <laughs> I can, I, I can help you. Tim Roth? I know you can. Yes, Tim Roth. Tim Roth, who I, who I really admire and totally uh, blanked on his name. Please, I, I mean, um, uh, please don't apologize. It happens all the time. And <laughs> people who, who, you know, uh, everyone, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised I don't forget my own name sometimes, uh, <laughs> but don't. People are very, um, um, I don't know. They're, they're strange when it comes to names, but I, I think it's normal to forget. I forget, um, I forget films. Uh, it's a, it's mm -hmm. a, I'm sure this won't make the final cut, but <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I remember coming back from New Zealand um, and it was maybe a week after, 10 days after, I was filming Ghost in the Shell there. And I met a friend whom I haven't seen for a long time. And he asked me, how have you been? And I, I couldn't remember that I just came back from New Zealand. <laughs> I had no idea what I, I had been doing. I said, I'm okay. I mean, I'm fine. I, I couldn't. And after saying goodbye, I, I remember I just, I've just been to New Zealand for the first time in my life. <laughs> How could I? <laughs> so that's, that's who we are. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do do that. Yeah. We have a lot of things in our minds. We have a lot of memories to remember. Yes. And um, some things are, they, they just resurface a bit later. <laughs> Right. And some we think very important, they're not important. And some things that we, we think they're completely um, trivial, uh, that they prove to be incredibly important later on. So uh, mm. coming back to, yeah, going back to Tin. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so how did Tin Star come about? How did you, um, how did that process work out? I went to an audition, audition for the part. And uh, again, uh, it's people. Um, I, um, you meet people, uh, for, um, other projects that never happen or, um, you have other projects, you, you, I'm just going to start from the start, <laughs> from the beginning because mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. uh, so I auditioned, I auditioned for the part and, uh, I met one of the directors and, uh, one of the producers and it was a straightforward process. I uh, yeah. think I knew I was in Canada, minus 30 degrees, 30 <laughs> Celsius, <laughs> and um, adjusting to a world covered in snow for many mm -hmm. months. Um, it was a long process, the shooting? It took about, um, I think I was there for six months, more or less. Oh, wow. Um, I'm, I'm, I look, I look forward for, uh, you to, <laughs> to, to, um, uh, the second series because it's a very diff different story. Uh, mm -hmm. it is very Canadian. You'll see why yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, um, 
are very specific to that world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved doing it. I loved discovering um, Calgary and um, um, Alberta and the mountains, um, Canmore, Banff, Lake Louise, you know, all these places that I, I had the opportunity to, to, to um, explore. Um, and the actors I've, I've, I've met through this project and the, the part was very powerful and, uh, mm. yeah, I was, I was offered, a a, a, a character that I, I, I loved. It was a very strong woman and, uh, um, the world we were depicting was was different from from things I've done before because it's that must be exciting yeah it's a community um the inspiration is drawn from uh, these Mennonite communities um or you could think of um Amish you know but we call them Ammonites uh and um yeah we're part of this community that's um um cut from from the contemporary world that's uh, in a rush, you know, for um, money and um, um, it's a very materialistic world um, and and very, very, very different from, from this Ammonite uh, uh, village we, we see in the second series. Hmm. Um, and I had to I had to speak with a, a very strange German accent. <laughs> How are you with accents? Do you take to them, or is it is it a challenge? It's always a challenge. I have an accent <laughs> to begin with. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but it was beautiful to to work on it and to to become someone else. Uh, being helped by it. it's it's an incredible uh, tool that an accent can give you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I always. Um, try to, to, to do something different, whether it's accent or, you know, appearance or, um, you, you're trying to, 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 to define your character, mm-hmm. um, through, through, through visible means. Um, it's, it's an actor's tool and it's, it's always good to, to have something to, 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 to use, you know, other than, than psychology, let's say. Uh, I'm right. in favor of, um, you know, of using everything that can make a character or a story be better. So I know you've, um, you've been gardening a lot, um, <laughs> but have you been reading or watching or listening to anything in your, in your isolation to sort of stay grounded or has it been more of a, a, a nature communication? <laughs> no, if I'm, I'm trying to do everything. I'm a political um, human being, so I'm I'm mm-hmm. watching a lot of news. I must say, so yeah. most of the time that's what I, I I read a lot, and I'm trying to watch what's happening um, here in Europe, uh, in America, in Africa, um, in Russia. Everything I can read, you know, and I find important. You know, I I try to 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 keep. Uh, up to date with uh, daily events, I would say. Mm-hmm. Romania as well. I'm lucky enough to be able to, to you know, to to watch Romanian TV. 
to be able to watch your main TV um, as well. Um, I'm trying to read fiction. I find it difficult. Hmm. Went back to classic texts just to see what other people were feeling <laughs> in difficult moments. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Camus was was uh, one of them. Uh, Marquez was another one. You know, uh, kind of obvious is to be honest. Um, I was doing a lot of research for for my project. Um, so I'm I'm reading a lot about about nature and um, 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 how nature can can the, the the impact of urban areas on nature and uh, um, certain parts of Romania that 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 in which um, nature came back into cities. So that was yeah part of what I've read about. Um, Music. I can listen to music, but uh, funnily enough, I, I'm uh, able to to listen to symf- symphonic music, but not necessarily um, other kinds of music. <laughs> um, I don't know why. It's a phase. I, I'm 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 sure, but I, I find it much easier to to listen to a piano concerto than uh, I don't know pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm not sure I can concentrate on the words as well. Um, yeah. Um, it's um, it's not that they're less important. It's just that that I'm I'm uh, I'm traversing an, a much more intros- introspective uh, <laughs> phase. I think phase, and uh, I'm um, yeah between lessons with with you know the little ones and uh, trying to write a little bit and. Um, listening to the news um yeah music i i I play the piano as well so that's what i've done Hmm. and um i i I can i can do that i find it easy and um i'm you know i i i i love doing it um yeah days go by and i'm not i'm not necessarily um counting them to be honest i yeah i think it's dangerous to count them yeah so if, if, if your question had to do with me um, <laughs> um, suggesting people what to do. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't do that. Not because I don't have ideas. I have loads of, of ideas. But um, I think everyone should, um, should find their own ways of spending the time or of helping, helping someone else. Or um, I think sitting around and not doing much is all right. I think yeah. should, um, you know, if if one could, one can without feeling guilty, or if you want to call a friend, or you want to just sit with a cup of tea, um, on a chair, uh, if you want to read, read. If you want to just think about your life, your future, do that. We keep forgetting about the the financial issues people have. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to concentrate on something that doesn't have a real impact on your life. Yeah. I, uh, again, it's not. It's it's just a you know, an impression I have. These are thoughts that I have during my own <laughs> isolation. Um, and uh, you know, 
um, and the people who are who are busy now, I think they hardly have time to do anything than um, what they're doing and, and just survive and then just take one day um, at a time. Yeah. Um, I, I admire people that can, you know, many of my friends told me, asked me about what, you know, uh, they, they, they come to me for suggestions uh, about films and uh, books and, uh, and I, I, I can obviously do that, but um, I think it's a time for discovery. I agree. The most interesting <laughs> things I've, I've discovered um, um, came by what I searched by myself. And I discovered yeah. some of them were famous and I didn't know about them. Mm-hmm. I read things these um, authors wrote before knowing they were famous. Um, and that gave me immense um, uh, uh, pleasure and satisfaction. It was as if I discovered them. Yeah. Of course they were. <laughs> it didn't, you know, my opinion um, doesn't matter. Uh, but the fact that I, for, for me, it was, uh, I didn't have anyone's, anyone else's opinion about what, what I was reading. I got, I got to decide if, if what I read was important or not. Uh, mm-hmm. I think by searching from, you know, one author will lead you to another. One, one um, title or one, one line um, uh, in, in, in a play or uh, in a film will, will make you discover a book or um, um, a quote or a very, and, and these would lead to very, very interesting discoveries for your, um, own, um, you know, um, life and, and your own take on what is happening now or your life or, um, I think what, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, very important that the, the search for oneself is more important than any suggestion that can come from, from outside. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think taking the time to, for one, to, uh, to, to find what you need to do in, in your time of, of isolation, like you said, kind of whatever works for, for you is the most important thing to do, but also once you find that thing, then yeah, just sort of going on your own adventure without the pressure or expectations laid on by others. Yeah, and um, we have this chance, this opportunity. There is no um, timeline. Exactly. Unfortunately, or fortunately, so each of us has to construct a frame. Um, And... finding that structure in which you, you, you find your balance, I think is the most important thing. Whether you go and uh, plant um, coriander or read uh, Sophocles, I think they're both important. Um, and just the speaking to one another is incredibly important. Realizing that it, we took for granted our friends and uh, the ones we love and the ones who are far away now, um, it's um, we we've never met, we've never knew about <laughs> each other's existence yeah. before. Um, you know, this talk, and suddenly you know um, a lot about me. 
<laughs> about about the Amazon guy who came to bought me my pasta machine about you know I didn't tell you that yep. but I have a I have a squirrel in my garden <laughs> um, a black bird as well that comes to visit you know stuff that we I maybe we would never talk about in an interview before yeah yeah it's true yeah um, well I hope your um I hope your television project comes to light because I would be very interested to see where that that goes. That's just something um, a story that I, I I tell myself and maybe maybe my friends um uh, I will tell them sometime. But I I I again my ambition doesn't have to do with uh, its realization. Right. But well, I you will know maybe someday I'll get to see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it happens. Well, yeah, I hope it does. <laughs> Well, thank you, Anna Maria, for for talking to me. It's been such a pleasure. I'm so so glad that you that you shared this hour and change with me today. Thank you for your interest and for your for your um, generosity and uh, for your curiosity. You know, and and um, I hope you um, you'll bring uh, us, <laughs> you know, the listeners to to um, people's homes and. Uh, I'll be very interested to to hear your conversations with other people. Um, yeah, there's um there's a couple episodes up already, but they uh they come out weekly. So when when I post this one, I will I will send it along to you. Thank you very much. Um, good luck with everything, and uh, I hope uh, the spring and the summer will bring us uh, more and more light. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> All right. Well, take care and thank you so much. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.